Hello, everybody. This is the Rich Sports Talk Podcast, and I'm Nolan Rich, available for download on iTunes and streaming on SoundCloud Speaker and the TuneIn Radio app. Remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss anything, including this. We are back with one of my favorite segments, the Hot Seat Tracker in the NFL. We're going to go five coaches, my top five, who I think are on the hot seat. Right now, after week nine, we're Halfway through the NFL season, each team has had at least eight games under their belt, so this is the perfect time. And it's perfectly fitting because of the breaking news today, which is the Cleveland Browns not only have fired Hugh Jackson, who had a career 3-36-1 record with the team, but they also interestingly hired Todd Haley. And I thought the move originally when I heard Jackson was fired My opinion was, well, they're going to give it over to Haley. He's going to work with Baker Mayfield, and he has had coaching experience. But it looks like Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, another coach with head coaching experience, is going to take over. Personally, I think this was a bad move for the Browns, and I understand Hugh Jackson isn't a great coach, but firing both him and the offensive coordinator I think was a terrible decision because these next eight games are going to be crucial for Baker Mayfield's development. Now he's going to have a new offensive coordinator and this is the tough part of the Browns schedule the first eight games they had winnable games the last eight games on their schedule are brutal for Cleveland I just think this is bad timing and I feel bad for Baker and a lot of people who've listened to this podcast know I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan in the world but I do think he does have some talent and can play in this league but he needs help in losing an offensive core and an offensive head coach not very good for his development. And and to be fair, could this maybe help? Because there's been arguing apparently in the Cleveland organization. That's certainly possible. However, I just think for his development, this is a crucial year. And this could be another step backwards in his development instead of a step forward. So I'm very interested to see how that worked out. So obviously Hugh Jackson <laughs> was going to be the top of our list. But uh, he's already gotten the pink slip and the first pink slip of the NFL season but that doesn't mean we have other options we have other coaches on this list so we're going to jump right into it with number five number five Todd Bowles of the New York Jets now a lot of people who may have been listening will say wait a minute you're a big fan of Todd Bowles and I am more so than a lot of people in the New York media however we have eight games left to go in the season Jets are three and five this is where I saw them right about now these next eight games are very crucial and they're not necessarily on record it's going to be how does Sam Darnold look over the final eight games now the Jets have had a lot of injuries on the offensive side of the ball they're hoping to get Anunwa back they're hoping to get Robbie Anderson back and those two are critical for his development my big thing is the Jets are probably going to finish six and ten seven and nine how do they look over these eight games because now at this point, you're starting to see the Jets lose, getting out of playoff contention. Will this team play hard for 16 games? Will the defense still be buttoned up over the final eight games? And more importantly, the Sam Darnold show growth. I've seen growth from week one to week eight. There have been some downturns, of course, because he is a rookie quarterback. But the big thing is, does Darnold look like he's developing? Because if he doesn't, I think Bowles will get the axe, and it's not necessarily that he's a bad coach, and even though the players like him, I think the Jets are going to say, you know what, in order to be successful, we have to have Sam Darnold develop, and they might look for an offensive guy to help him develop. So for me, if Bowles can show that Darnold is still developing and trending in the right way, I still think he keeps his job. 
But if the last eight games, if Darnold regresses and the offense regresses and this team doesn't finish the season strong, and I'm not saying finish 8-8, I'm finish 6-10, 7-9, be competitive in these games and you know at least not get blown out and play hard, I think Bowles keeps his job. That's why I have him number five. I think he will likely be back because I think the Jets will do that. I have them finishing 7-9, and I do think he will keep his job despite not making the postseason. Number four on our list is Jason Garrett. Now, this is an interesting one because I think Jason Garrett has done a lot in Dallas, but Jerry Jones has shown he's being aggressive right now. He feels this division is wide open, and Jerry really wants to win another Super Bowl before he passes away, in my opinion, and rightfully so. He hasn't won a Super Bowl in over two decades. So I think if this Cowboy team struggles, even with the addition of Amari Cooper, because this division's wide open, even though the Redskins are 5-2, and two, uh, Cowboys are only at 3-4. and four. They do have some good young talent on the defensive side, and while Dak is limited, I think if the Cowboys can make the playoff, Garrett keeps his job. But this team really goes in the tank in the second half. If they finish poorly, I think they're going to have to make a change at the head coaching position. I think Jerry's an aggressive guy. He might just say, you know what, we're going to have to get a different head coach, and I don't know who we'd go with, but you know he's going to pay the big bucks. And it's hard to work for Jerry Jones because you know he calls the shots and he's the star of the Dallas Cowboys. I think Garrett's been perfect for that. I think he's been one of those coaches that can work with Jerry, which is very difficult. However, he's been there a long time. And I just think that the Cowboys, they're getting aggressive and they feel they are a win-now team with that defense, that offensive line, that running game. And if they don't get to the playoffs this season, I think Jason Garrett could be looking for a new job next season. Number three on the list, Adam Gase of Miami. Now, a lot of you will say, wait, that's unfair. Ryan Tannehill's hurt. But here's the thing. Ryan Tannehill's always hurt. This is also a team that started 3-0 this season. They've gone 1-4. They're trending downwards. And more importantly, Gase is a 20-20 head coach. I like Adam Gase. I think he's a decent head coach. But the optics are not going to look good if this team finishes poorly in this division. Because this team did start off 3-0. And they've just gone downhill ever since. I think they played above their heads in those first three games. And they played a weak schedule. And now they're being exposed for what they are. They're limited on the offense. And I understand that because of the quarterback. But in some ways, Brock Osweiler has played a lot better than Ryan Tannehill when Tannehill was in. So I don't think we can use the excuse of the quarterback necessarily. This is a weak division. They get to play the Jets again. They get to play the Bills. So this is a schedule, too, with Miami that they should be better. They should be an 8-8 eight and eight team, in my opinion, 7-9 and nine team, similar to what I predicted they would be at the beginning of the season with the Jets. If they finish well below that, I think Gase doesn't keep his job. And this is an organization that just could be looking for a reboot. They could be looking for a young quarterback in the draft and a coach to develop that quarterback. So that's why I have Gase at number three on my list. And it's mostly because just the trend of the Dolphins. Because they've been playing terrible the last five games. And to me, I think they're just going to keep trending downward. They just have not played well. They have looked lost on the defense. Their offense isn't clicking. I just think that they're trending downward. And that 3-0 start was more of a mirage on South Beach than anything. So I think if, with a losing record at the end of the season, Gase would have a losing record as a head coach and Miami could look elsewhere for a new leading man. Number two. Now, this could be an interesting one because he's on my first list, and I said that 
Dirk Cutter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was tied to Jameis Winston. I'm not so sure anymore. It's all going to depend on what happens. Now, this last weekend, he pulled Winston and put in Ryan Fitzpatrick. No official announcement on who's going to be the quarterback, but this is going to determine his head coaching status because Tampa Bay is a bad team. I understand that. But this is going to be a crucial decision because he's going to determine what this franchise is going to do moving forward. If Winston doesn't play, they're going to be in the market for a new quarterback. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is benched and Winston started, they're going all in with Winston. And basically, whatever ship he chooses, it's going to have to be decent. It doesn't necessarily have to win, but Fitzpatrick or Winston's going to have to look competent at the quarterback position. And to be honest with you, I don't have faith in either. I think they're going to let him down. And I just think Tampa Bay, they just feel like they need a reboot they, at the quarterback position. They just feel like they need to tear everything down especially in this division where you have Atlanta in a win-now mode, the Saints in a win-now mode, and the Panthers in a win-now mode. I just think that they need to continue to accumulate draft picks and build up from the ground up, and I'm not sure if Cutter is the right choice. And number one, Denver Broncos coach Vance Joseph, 8-16 overall throughout his tenure. Broncos appear to be sellers at the deadline already, and even last year there were rumblings that John Elway was thinking about replacing Joseph. I think this is going to be another bottom five finish for the Broncos. They have a win-now defense, and I understand they're limited at quarterback. But I think next year they're going to go all in on a quarterback, and I think, once again, Joseph more of a defensive head coach. They're going to look for an offensive guy to help develop that young quarterback. It's not necessarily Joseph's fault. I think he was put in an unfortunate position in Denver where he didn't have a great quarterback. But it's all about having a quarterback in this league. Once again, Broncos are 3-5 and five to start the season. They appear to be going downward like the Dolphins and Gase. And I just think by the end of the season, he's not going to have a good record. I think there was already some tension between him and Elway. Elway's also been quick on the trigger finger to make replacements. We've seen that with the quarterbacks that he's cut and moved on from. I mean, Elway, he's going to move on from people a little bit earlier than a little bit later. He's one of those general managers. He's going to make those decisions quick, maybe a little bit quicker than he should. But I don't think Joseph is long for the NFL world. So that's our top five. Now, a reminder, we're going to do this at every quarter mark. So after week 13 will be our third version of this. And, of course, at the end of the season. And that will get very interesting as we get to Black Monday in the NFL. be interested to see if any coaches lose their jobs before the end of the season. Now, I know a lot of people of you are saying, well, wait, this coach should be on this list. This coach should have been here. Before I finish, I'm going to give you a coach you should keep a possible eye on who might get fired. But I'm also going to mention a couple of coaches that a lot of people I already know are saying, well, wait a minute, why isn't he on this list? Number one, the big elephant in the room, John Gruden. He's not going anywhere. He signed a 10-year, $100 million contract. The Raiders are not going to cut him after one year, even as bad as it's been. They're going into a full rebuild mode. I think part of that is to also give him some extra time in this deal. But the bare minimum you're going to see is at least four or five years out of Gruden. Because right now, he is the poster for the Raiders moving into Las Vegas. It's not any of the players because he's kind of traded them away. But I digress. So he's not going anywhere. He has that contract. The Raiders are the one team in the NFL that doesn't have a lot of capital. 
So I see why they're not going to move on from him. They're not going to eat that dead money. And maybe if they got to the fifth year and they get halfway through the contract, it's still bad, and they just say, we're going to bite the bullet, but not after one year. They're not going to do that. Another name was Pat Shermer with the New York Giants. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, he's been terrible. They've been 1-7. And, and to be fair, though, Eli Manning has not played well. And more importantly, this is an organization they don't like changing head coaches, and they just fired Ben McAdoo after two seasons. I don't think they're going to run through another coach after just one year. And to be frank, I don't think they've given Shermer a young quarterback to work with. I think he gets at least next year. But if they don't show progress, he could be out after next year. I just don't think the Giants, after firing Ben McAdoo after last season, I don't think that they can do this after one season. And look, Shermer, I think, is a good offensive coach. I think that the Giants just are in a quarterback-limiting situation right now. The interest is that they move on to Kyle Loletta and how he does under Shermer. But I just don't see that happening. Now, Arizona, they have a rookie head coach. I don't see him going anywhere with a rookie quarterback. In San Francisco, Shanahan, he's not going anywhere. Someone said, oh, you know, maybe they should fire Shanahan. You are out of your mind. He's one of the best offensive minds football. And this is a team that, look, they're still in the rebuilding process, but they lost their franchise quarterback early in the season. It's as simple as that. So... Those were a couple of the ones that made the list. Obviously, Hugh Jackson fired. He would have been number one on this list, but of course, he was given the pink slip earlier today, so that's why he doesn't make the cut. Make sure that you subscribe and listen for our future list, the next one coming after week 13, here on Rich Sports Talk on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes. If you'd like to reach out to the show, reach out to us on Twitter at Rich Sports Talk or richsportstalk at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm your host, Noah Rich from Rich Sports Talk.